You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome into a Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in uh, with us this morning. Our Twitter's at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. And the email address for the show is wimpandberry at yahoo.com. You can download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. You can take us with you anywhere you go. There also is a chat box up in the right-hand corner. We've had a couple people use that during the show. If you want to send something, uh, Noah Wyatt can get that, read it to us, and uh, we can comment on it or uh, talk about it. So you can do that as well if you do not feel comfortable uh, calling into the show. But we'd love to have you guys call. We've had more callers lately. We've enjoyed having those. If it has to last, it has to be tough. With standing elements year after year, when it comes to building outdoors, guys, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern Wood. For the project stands up against Mother Nature's best, be sure to head down to your local dealer for Yellowwood brand, pressure-treated pine. Go to yellowwood.com to find that. When you're going to build that five-star backyard, remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Uh, good morning, Dad. Uh, Alabama played a really good second half uh, against uh, Tennessee and a much-deserved bye week for the staff and players. Uh, I think they'll get uh, Friday, Saturday, and maybe yeah. Sunday off. So. They are. Yeah, yeah. they are. Um, very quickly, I'll probably repeat something that's already been said, but uh, Mark Hall. Uh, one uh, in Japan in golf and picked up 1.5 million. And I wanted to mention that Robbie Shelton, who's an Alabama guy, tied for seventh. Had he not tied, he'd made a lot more than that. Won 374,000. Bill Belichick, as they, they mentioned, I guess, won number 300. Mack had uh, 25 for 30, and they played a little bit harder. Uh, they still um, had a good, they just had a good game. Uh, Jalen, Jalen, and them won thirty-one seventeen. It wasn't it wasn't so much he did a great job, but uh, I thought the defensive and the announcers said that the defensive people did a great job against uh, Tua because he's hard to defend and the, the wideouts are hard to defend. So um, a big you know big win there. Um, uh, it's inter- it's interesting to see this this thing go on with with. Uh, with with a boyfriend and girlfriend deal, I'll, t- I'll talk about that later, I guess. But uh, um, talking about Travis ta- Kelsey, well, Travis Kelsey and Taylor, they, they, she, she's on has this movie thing that she does, <laughs> and it, it went through, and it, it, it's covered uh, three thousand uh, eight hundred and fifty five uh, locations. They won, they won they, that one, but they picked up thirty one million dollars. I think he's going to say I do to her. Um, so it, it's, she made it's big. four billion on her tour, uh, this yeah, year. So. Four billion. She made more, she made more in three days than the top basketball player in the NBA made in a season. Yeah. 
Uh, Christopher Bell, one of the NASCAR owners, Sonny would be interested in that. Uh, Dan Enos, who uh, they couldn't find him. Where's and Dan? He, he went out went out the door, um, got fired after the game, probably should have. And um, Tennessee game, folks, I got all kind of crap, people bitching about Alabama and coaching and the players couldn't play in the first half. Look, they did a good job of holding it down, not not having four touchdowns. Yeah. It could have been very easy, four touchdowns, uh, and I don't make a difference to me what coach said to them at the half. I, they, they adjusted some things, but uh, – uh, they, you know, it was two touchdowns and two field goals, and and um, when Alabama came out, and I don't think it, it's been a long time, and I've followed that series longer than anybody since uh, Alabama scored twenty-seven points in a row without without. Yeah. But the one thing about it is Alabama's defense played hard during the periods of times that they, that uh, Tennessee was scoring, and I tell these people that, that text me that other teams got good players too. But we're not playing some bunch of dogs. So you've got good players. OT's got good players too. They know how to play as well as your as your guys do. So I thought that was a great call. Some great calls by by certainly the quarterback does it. But Tommy did a good job. I thought he. I think he continues to to get a great feel for that team. I think that team is is really as Barry. I think as mentioned is overachieved. Uh, I really do. You 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 do what they have done. Now they've got LSU coming in here after a bye game, and it, it's not going to be easy. But to have twenty seven unanswered points against A and M, who I thought was a much better defensively, Tennessee, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee. and I think also I think coach um, Josh Hypo. I, I think he needs to kick. I, I think he needs yeah, to punt. You got, you got uh, a punt there. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a punt. Even, yeah. even if you make analytics has gone crazy, Barry. Stupid. Analytics has gone crazy. Yeah. Even if you make it on fourth down there, it's a bad call. It's a bad call. Well, Please. sure, it's a bad call. It puts Alabama back, and it, it's just absolutely doesn't make any sense. You hurt your team. Now he's mad at the officials. I would have. I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you in this. In basketball. And when you went to certain places in the SEC, the head coach got to break. His teams did. There may be at times uh, a new official would be scared of coach a little bit. But as far as as as, as cheating and so forth, and of course everybody was right. Well, look at last year; they didn't, you know, last year versus this year, that kind of stuff. So uh, Tennessee's good. They're only a three and a half. I think they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Kentucky. Um, I'm stay away from that game. I'm not sure. I, I lost the blue plate. Uh, it was a bad pick. Yeah, um, I didn't like I usually like your blue plate. I, I knew you didn't. I, I knew like you didn't. I, and I, and I, had, I had my mind on my tongue. I'm five and three, and that ain't great, but it, I, I could be three and five. I'm five and three. But the, the the deal was that I almost took Michigan. I know almost didn't mean anything, but I had it down to those two. And why I didn't, I don't know. 24 points is not anything. They scored 42. So I made a bad mistake there and, and uh, lost that one. But hopefully I'll do better this time. You know, when I do, I, I've got a game, and I'm not, I can't tell it now because it has to hold our listeners. I've got a game that I like that's going to cotton picking by Thursday is going to go up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just the way it goes. But I got one I know is going up. I, I, I just know it is. So outside of that, um, I told you we welcome your calls to talk to us. Uh, 
Virginia beating North Carolina was an absolute shock. Penn State, folks, and I saw all these games. I did nothing on Saturday, and uh, Penn State couldn't score. Couldn't score if, if, and it wasn't Ohio State's defense quite as much as it. They just they just didn't run good stuff. They just didn't do anything. And and um, Ohio State has a has a, a career of beating Penn State, and they did again. But those two games, Utah beating Southern Cal was somewhat of a because they've been beat up. Boy, this guy, you talk about somebody that gets their guys to play hard every time they play. Brother, he does. He does a really good job of getting them to play hard. So that's about it, Barry. All right, uh, a couple things. Uh, yeah, I had that written down. Coaches are killing their teams going for it on yeah. fourth down, yeah. Uh, yeah. especially where they were. Uh, that was a terrible call. So Josh Hypo can kick himself for that. Because uh, even if you make it, it, that made it a bad call. I've been saying this and I, and for like five weeks now. Um, and I hate bashing a player. I'm not bashing him, but, but Kool-Aid because of where he was ranked early in the year, uh, is overrated. Uh, and he is not a punt returner because the guy does not want to catch the ball. I've been saying this for four weeks. Every time I watch the guy that came with people, I said, he's not going to catch these punts. Every punt he lets hit the ground, uh, and doesn't want to catch it. The fact that the, the, the special teams guys, they haven't made a change there to me. I guess I, I don't know. They don't have anybody else can catch a punt. This guy does not want yeah. to catch the ball. And, he, and, and that one, they hit the ground and went all the way down. The one coach finally had had enough. But why they haven't seen this? The guy doesn't want to catch it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, they're, supposed, they're, supposed to call, they're supposed to call Peter Peter. They don't. Oh, God. That so, means don't play with it. And that, uh, that's they, they don't do it. So. Um, I think Saban, Coach Saban, Really, I don't think this is a overly talented team. I think they got to figure out ways to win. I think he thinks they got really good kids. Uh, he loves this team and I think he's enjoying it. Uh, they're really having to coach. I mean, they're having to coach at half. They are. They're having to figure out ways to win each week. And I think he's enjoying it, uh, to be quite honest with you. Even more than when he had so much talent, you just roll out there and, and beat people, uh, developing this quarterback. Uh, through the years watching this defense get better, uh, even these young offensive linemen that make you pull your hair out. Uh, I think he's genuinely, this is coaching, uh, right here with their, yeah, he's coaches team. And I, I think that he, uh, uh, never has a great feeling about the game. Yeah. Uh, he's got a real concern. He, he's, he's, th- and I think the Tennessee game, uh, excuse me, the Texas game has done a little bit of that. Um, he didn't, wasn't sure at the Texas. All you fans weren't sure. And all of you, all of you made bad season, that kind of thing. Cause they had to go to A&M, had to play Tennessee and LSU. But I, I think, uh, I think it's a team that, uh, the one thing this defense did, even though the hard times in the first half, they were playing and, uh, the running backs who we don't ever talk about. Um, and I thought, I thought, uh, color guy was terrific. Uh, nobody likes him but me, but I thought he was terrific calling the game and um, telling me about, about the, the back going inside and cutting to the outside, those kinds of things. I just enjoy him. But uh, uh, I thought it was 
running backs are getting better, and I think Tommy's done a good job with the team, and you're not going to be perfect. The other team's good, too. Yeah, I had a guy that just <laughs> annoys me. Like they, he's, yeah. he's texted me to fire Tommy Reese at halftime. Oh, like they, the, yeah, like yeah. Let the game play out, guys. Let, let, you hadn't coached the entire game yet. They're down 20-7, to 7, but uh, it just it's so annoying. Yeah. All right, sometimes, can, you know, sometimes it's the players, uh, the players, the, the play, you know, the blocker do the block, and the play may be okay. Yeah, um, and then I had a guy email me last night. This is this was fake news. Miss Terry did not go down the locker room at halftime. Oh. Gosh, people this, believe that Miss Terry oh. went down the locker. If Miss Terry went down, Miss Terry does not enter into this. Not anywhere close. Not anywhere Coach, close. You told Coach at home a couple of weeks ago. You oh, need to yeah. get on him more. Yeah. And now he's now that he said it, we think Miss Terry's. The oh, they they got that little game going. Let them let them have it going. They enjoy it. We so. think Miss Terry's the associate head coach. She's yeah. she's the first lady of football, but she did not go down and give them a halftime speech. I don't think. I mean, I come on, people. All right, we got a couple calls here. We get to Tom, get Philip Holden when we get back from break. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. They'll come right to you, pick up all your cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back to you. If you want to drop off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, in Northport, or forty eight fifty one. Rice Vine Road. Give them a call today, 205-391-0034. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks, minor congestion on McFarland near Airport Road, and again at Lurleen in Northport, 69 congested down at Calusa. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. These are some super deals from Townsend Nissan, 2468, up to $10,000 off select Nissans. Go see them. They're your friends in the car business. And I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning, Alabama 6th District Republican U.S. Congressman Gary Palmer has thrown his hat on top of others, now running for the hotly contested U.S. Speaker of the House seat. In a post on his official Facebook site, Palmer stated he's running because the American people are desperate for authentic leadership, leadership that is steady and conservative. Most do not give the relatively low-key Palmer a chance of winning. Click TuscaloosaThread.com throughout the day for more local news, sports, and weather. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather stays dry this week. The sky partly to mostly sunny today, the high 79. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 57. And for tomorrow and Wednesday, lots of sunshine both days. Afternoon highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker and Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer. That is closest to you. All right, to the Yellowwood Hotline, bring Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tom. Morning, Coach. Morning, Barry. How are y'all this morning? All right, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. You know, uh, I want to say this. this. This Alabama team is the darndest team I think we've ever put on the field. I, I've never seen anything to beat it. And, and, and Coach Saban said the same thing. He said, 
I love this team. He said, I love it that we won and all that. He said, but they're taking years off of my life. And I'm saying that he is saying the same thing that we're saying. I've never seen an Alabama football team like this. Have y'all? I think he's enjoying this team. I think he's being facetious, saying they are, but he loves it. Uh, because, okay, whatever. Oh, Tom, you're completely wrong. Completely wrong on this one. He, I, I, I can tell by the way he's talking. He loves this team. He loves these guys. They're not overly talented. Uh, find out and find out, and they do take years off his life. They jump off sides. They do things, but he, he's yeah, got good teams that, that he's enjoying. So I think he's enjoying this team. Oh but, yeah, well I, I think he loves the coach. That's true, but at the same time, though, Barry, I think my point is being misunderstood here, and and uh, and I'm basically agreeing with what you say, and in a roundabout way, probably because of my lack of ability to say. But uh, at any rate, uh, the the thing about it is, though, it's just strange how we go about our business, and and, uh, it's strange, you know, that we're where we are in terms of wins, in my opinion. And, but, uh, and yeah. I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy about it. But it's strange. I, I think you have to agree with that. Well, I think, I think it may be strange, but I think sometimes we take we t- we f- forget that A&M and Tennessee have good te- good players, too. Yeah, and, there are time, and, and there are times that, that you get off to a bad start. They do off to a better start. They're a little bit better than you are to start with. But the, the but the the changing factor is you've got the home field advantage in one of them, and uh, right. that that helps you a great deal. The A and M game was the biggest win we've had this year. Or they've had I, I agree. Agree. So go ahead. I, I would. I didn't think we would win that game. I'm honest now when I say that. I thought we were going to go out there and get beat. I'm here to tell you, I, I didn't see a way uh, a, a route for us to win that game. But anyway, I, I wanted to say, and Bear, I wasn't trying to be critical. No, I just, that's fine. I. I uh, I just it, it just it's just crazy to me uh, what goes on and, uh, and and how we go about it. But do, do you see what I'm saying? Though we we do things different than we've ever done them before. Yeah, I think he's saying, man, this team is absolutely driving me up a wall. Uh, but at the same time, they're like a, a true freshman lineman. He is making you pull your hair out. But the, he's just, a, but he's just a young kid that's learning how to play, and he's he's he probably feels bad that he's putting him in a position he doesn't really need to be in because yeah. the transfer portal, though, he's there. So they gotta, and everybody's criticizing him, and they gotta stick with him and 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 try to teach him. Because if, if there was somebody better, they be playing him, <laughs> Tom. He, Tom, he's given he's given to you and one of his dozen shows and all. He's given you a little bit of a fake. I'm happy. He gives you yeah. a, a little bit of a fake. I'm real happy. Uh, it's just like he was when he handed that cigar. He didn't want that cotton picking cigar, but he put it in his mouth just because <laughs> of, just because the recruits were watching him. So go ahead. I, is it okay? I want to get off the uh, football. The basketball team goes and scrimmages. Uh, TCU. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. Who, say, I didn't, I didn't. who in the Sam Hill is Sam Walters? He's the uh, freshman uh, kid from Florida. He's about six eight. He's thin. He's, I think he's left handed. Uh, I saw he had twenty nine points, made seven threes okay, in the he game. Was seven, he was seven of thirteen from three. I don't want to think yeah. about the kid at all. I don't either. 
Where'd he come from? I mean, he just shows up here now. He's making threes and going on, and uh, and our best players were sitting on the bench. Hurt him. Hurt. They hurt. Well, Sears, yeah, Sears, and I get the transfer from. Oh, uh, he's got a growing. I, I mean, every year we have to start the year with two or three hurt. I mean, what in the world are we ever going to have a full roster? Well, they've got they've got a really good, easy for first four games. They got they're they're uh-huh. in good shape. They do. They, they'll get off to a great start. They, they've got some uh, tough was, games during the season, Purdue and, and Arizona. But the first four games, it's they're very winnable. All right, look, I'm gonna get out of the way. I want to hear what Phillips got to say. Right. But uh, at, at some point, at, at some point this week, I want us to go over the uh, <laughs> uh, the chart and, and look at the uh, basketball uh, evaluated against TCU. Okay. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. All right, back up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Morning. Good morning. I just want to say that I was very impressed with uh, Tennessee uh, and their ability to run such a clean and efficient offense against Alabama. I thought Squirrel White was just devastatingly. Uh, he was amazing during the first quarter. I think he caught four to five passes in the first quarter in their running game was very good. They were gouging Alabama, but, you know, Alabama did what they had to do uh, by virtue of the like, two-play opening drive in the second half. To me, that's what turned the play around. And I also thought, and, I'll get, and I'd like to ask y'all, I thought Jihad Campbell is just an amazing, he's an amazingly, freakishly good football player. That He has such a natural feel for the game. And he's such a natural out there that, my God, how do you keep that kid off the field? He was he was a monster Saturday. Yeah. Well, I, I think I'm glad you called in and gave a, a, some credit to the opponents. I, I told you their running game is going to be better and their defense is going to be better. Their defense wasn't very good in the second half. And also, um, they came ready to play. So when Tennessee comes ready to play and thinking they can win, their running game is just what I said it was going to be. And, and their defense was much improved, although it didn't show it completely in the second half. Um, this Tennessee team is, you know, is, is a lot better on all phases of the game. Alabama did a good job to hang in there uh, when things weren't going good. It could have been four touchdowns in the first half. Well, you're not kidding. Yeah, it looked bad. It, it was, uh, we were lucky that we weren't down, you know, 28, 30 That's points in the first half. It was, they were they were they were pretty incredible uh, in the first half. They had a very good first half, and, and um, had they turned some of those field goals into touchdowns, it would have been a very tall mountain to climb. I think yeah. Coach uh, was very appreciative of the atmosphere uh, in the stadium. That he felt like it played a big part in the game, and he made sure that he went uh, to the student section and thanked those uh, the students there for for creating an environment that helped them win the game. So you know, it was a nice. Uh, crowd in there, and it was a great environment, uh, Phillips. So I think Coach, uh, want, he asked for it, and they did it, so he wanted to show them that he appreciated it. But, man, I couldn't believe it. We we drove over from East Alabama Saturday morning, left at uh, 7.30 Eastern time, 6.30 Tuscaloosa time, and I knew that my parking spot that we normally get was going to be occupied, so that was out of the picture. But I drove over in that area, and, and I'll, I'll say it's – I won't give the spot. But I drove over in that area and just to look around a little bit, and I told the 
my son and the other guy that was with us, I said, this might take a while to get a place. You know, I couldn't really see that well, and there were cars on the sidewalks, and it was hard to see. I found a spot over near Hackberry, and I won't say where it is because I'm going to pin it in for the rest of my going to games. I parked there for free. Really? I could, yeah, could not believe it. I could, <laughs> you better not, I tell, not, you better not tell that. Ain't I, much free no, around that I'm place. Not, I, well, I didn't say anything. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I didn't say where it was. I just said the area, the general area. And I was flabbergasted. And the people who were sort of coming in around me were, we were all equally flabbergasted. And we got we got parked and out of there in about two seconds. Good so, and uh, it was, uh, that was a high, other than the wind, that was the next high point of the day. No doubt. Because that, that doesn't happen over there very much now. Did you get a chance to go? Yeah, well, I was outside. My kids went. Uh, we actually tailgated out of the quad. We had uh, Jenny's family and all in, uh, so we were out there. So uh, it was, it, it was, it was hot. About, yeah, oh, yeah. Boy, we were actually in the shade, but the weather was perfect. It was a great mm-hmm. day. Great day. So. It, it was, man. It was. Well, Todd, you got a biggie coming up, and as Coach Bryant used to say, and LSU's going to be tough, man. They're going to be tough. we got to keep them down to 20 points when we got to score in the 30s. Huh? That's going to be a that's going to be a tall order. Thank you, Philip. Thank you. Be good. All right, uh, we'll take this break, get Max Howie. I want to thank two men in the truck out at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up the boxes, the packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. It's two men in a truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a vehicle fire reported on Loop Road near Circlewood Baptist Church. You can expect significant delays there. Everything else appears to be moving well, but if you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. These are some super deals from Townsend Nissan. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 off select Nissans. Go see them. They're your friends in the car business. And I'm Captain Ray. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room, yellowwood, pressure free to find. You build that fence, the deck, the percolator. You want to build it to last. Use yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, get to the yellowwood hotline. He's a former radio uh, personality in Atlanta uh, and all throughout the southeast. Joins us every uh, Monday. Also a former assistant coach at Florida State and Ole Miss, Max Howell. Good morning, Max. How are you? Hey Max, doing great, doing great, guys. How y'all this morning? Good, good. go ahead, Dad. Um, I guess your overview of the well, actually, I thought Alabama played hard both halves, even though Tennessee's good too. Uh, your overview of the game? Well, I thought Coach Saban probably needs to give that speech at halftime. He needs to give it before the kickoff. Yeah. I mean, I, sure. I saw two, I saw two different teams. I'll be honest with you. Uh, that second, that team came out second half. I mean, boom, boom, boom. Uh, they, they had it all together. 
you know, guys, you know, I know Burton's got a, a lot of criticism. I know his attitude's probably been bad enough. But that is a tough little sucker. I mean, you saw him one time. He had one foot over the guy's head, one on the ground, and two of them had hang up. He still made another five yards. And he can't be over 180 pounds, but what, 5'10", maybe? Uh, he, he ought to be by far the best wide receiver they got. He got open a lot. I uh, guess I thought a pretty good secondary. But, I, you know, I, hard-fought ball game. Tennessee, I thought, won the first half, and Alabama certainly came back and, and, and put it away in the second half. Uh, best I've seen them play complete all year. The thing that still bothers me is a quarterback getting hit way too much. I mean, what, he went down four or five times, I guess, uh, for losses. Uh, and somewhere, some along the way, I just see a twisted knee or a twisted ankle. Some way he's not going to be able to get up and finish the ball game. And, and I don't think I think all of us agree those next two aren't ready to play yet. Well, yeah, this was an improved Tennessee team in a lot of ways. The pass rush and the running game were two things were, that were big, big improved. No doubt about that. I, I agree with you. It was Alabama. You know, found a way. Uh, they found a way to get it done that second half, and they pulled it together. Still got some problems with that left tackle. Uh, I don't know how they ever could solve that unless maybe just continue to run to the right side. But uh, they, they, I think they'll figure it out. They got enough talent on roster. It's just having time to get somebody else ready to you know to play at that level. Because the rest of the year could be pretty challenging for them. I think much more than the first half was. So uh, it was a good ball game. I think they moved up the top ten uh, after that law after uh, Penn State lost. So. Uh, they uh, they wanted they covered. I think that was the two things that people and I never seen so many cigars uh, in the feet in the, in the stadium that lit up in that last, the last five minutes of the ball game. So I guess that's you know, that's been a tradition for them uh, over there for a long time. But they they sure took took advantage of it just uh, Saturday. Uh- Max, I don't know if uh, when we coached, there was analytics. Uh, maybe they were. We just didn't know they were. Yep. But, uh, you know, and I don't know what, what made Josh Heupel go for it. I think they were on the 40-something there on that fourth down. Uh, these coaches, right. Dan Lanning, uh, these guys, I don't I don't get it. Even if you make it, I think it's a bad call because you're putting your team at risk uh, right there. Yeah. Uh, these, is these analytics uh, hurting these coaches on these decisions on these fourth downs? Well, you know, I, I think it depends on the situation, Barrett, who you play it. I really do. I, I think if you're right, generally speaking, that's probably not a good sign, particularly, you know, on your side to 50, particularly. And I've said, particularly old Miss is bad about it. Now, uh, I think if it's going to go, if it's, uh, you know, if it's less than two uh, yards, he's going to try it, uh, even on his side of the field. I saw him one, one ball game last year, tried on his own 30 or something like that. And he made uh, and I think, I don't know, I, sometimes it's a roll of the dice. Uh, others, I think they're pretty sure they can make it or they wouldn't line up and do it. But I don't know. It's, uh, percentage-wise, in my mind, I agree. I don't punt the ball, keep them backed up as far as you can. Uh, unless you know, you know, unless you outband them, just outband that opponent. But I do think, it, you know, really it all depends on who you're playing and, and, and maybe the time of the ball game as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. A quarterback situation at Auburn. They played a starting quarterback for last session. Uh, starting one right. has been starting previously. Uh, the last the last series. Um, this is an Auburn team that that I think they play fairly hard and the running backs are fast. Uh, the yeah. quarterback situation is is not good, particularly no. good. it's not it's not real skilled. I, I think it's the best word. 
So I think that, I think they try, but I just don't think they're real skilled. And and um, it's going to be. Um, you just got you have to have some skill back there, and I don't think they have enough to really to, to do anything. Yeah. Can they beat Mississippi State? I, you know, coach, I thought Arkansas would beat them. <laughs> I no, I look, I I, I have talked to enough people. I watched them two or three times this year. Their defense is pretty good. Uh, of course, they, they went seven to three. You know, so they had, and Coach Pittman fired his offensive coordinator after the game because he couldn't yeah. do the ball. But the fact is, is they got a not a you know a bad uh, their defense is is, is pretty healthy. Uh, that, but they remember they went that transition from from Bleach's offense to more of a wide open balanced offense, and they and they asked Rogers to do it because he's out. I, I think they got the right quarterback in there to run that system that they have as the right kid. He had a, he had a pretty good day, but. Uh, whether they can beat them or not, are they playing that with Ann Auburn and Starbuck? Auburn. Yes, Auburn. I, I think Auburn's got a chance to win that one in Auburn. I do. That's that's a hard place to win. Uh, but uh, now, you know, for a team coming in, so I, you know, I, I think Hugh Freeze is going to get it done. But not this year. I mean, you know, he's. I don't know. He. I don't even know where he gets six for a bowl game uh, because of the inconsistency, particularly on his offensive side. The defense played pretty hard. Uh, you know, I think still, I mean, uh, their offensive, their defensive coordinator, uh, that they, 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 he brought it with him. I think he's got the kids playing as hard as they can play. But, uh, you know, he used, he brought 40 kids in off the, off the portal. That means he had the big what few was left over and they still probably going through some changes there emotionally and mentally. So, you know, it was, he won the first three and, uh, you know, he, he might squeeze in five or, you know, hopefully he could get six to get a bowl game for him. Uh, Max, obviously you got um, a week, I guess 13 days or more than that. Is both yeah. LSU and Alabama have off weeks. Uh, I don't think you can peak too early getting these kids ready for this game. Obviously, they'll work on LSU. LSU will work on uh, Alabama. But both teams having a bye week. How, how much do you change uh, when you're going into a game like this? Or if you're as young as Alabama is, you probably just got to clean up the things that you're Rebound. doing. That's right. that you're doing. Yep. What do you, how do you handle this week in preparation for the LSU game? Do you work more on yourself or do you work on LSU at all? I think no. I, I think you start on yourself the first week. Then I start. I think as you get closer to the, to, you know, the game day, you you refine yourself down. But I, I, you know, I think LSU's got three weeks to work. They didn't have to do it. But they ran. They ran based on what they gonna run against Alabama against Army. Uh, they went to one sixty two to nothing or something like that. So I, they used that week to start getting ready for Alabama. Uh, they knew talent wise that they beat them, you know, pretty bad. So. And I think what they'll do is they'll refine, you know, they'll refine. Here's another thing that don't discount. They hired Pete Jenkins for one reason, to beat Alabama. Uh, because Pete Jenkins and Coach Saban's been together a long time on practice sessions and, and over the phone and everything else. So they going to know everything Alabama can do. Now, talent-wise, can LSU's offense match up with uh, Alabama's defense? I think there's that's the position you need to watch. And let's just see how they, how they go. And I'm old. Obviously, watch the offensive front of Alabama. Anything can happen with that number 74 over at left tackle. Yeah. He, I just see some things they could do that they've not done yet. Because I'm not calling the offense or running the offense. But that's the way you can tighten that tackle up a little bit and give them a better shot. I don't know what ways 
you know, where his feet are good enough to, if he might be the best thing they got, I don't know. Uh, surely not. But the fact is, but no, to answer your question, Barry, you, you, the first week you refine what you do. You, you may take some stuff out of your playbook. You may add a few things, just a few simple things that, that can add something uh, in, a, in a critical situation for you. And then the second week is when you start back, you know, it on sat, probably come in on Saturday morning and have just a, a one-on-one scrimmage for an hour or so just to be sure that, you know, you don't let them get too too far out of hit shape. And uh, then you come in and, and put the game plan together the second week. Yep. When we go over to the East, um, you know, big games this week, Florida and Georgia. I, I think it's this yep. week, isn't it? Um, and, yep, um, it is. Uh, I don't know. Tennessee and Kentucky is a little bit of a bearing on it because Kentucky's gets three and a half points or something. Um, where, where, is, where is the East? Is Georgia so far ahead of everybody now that Tennessee is taking the licking? Uh, that yep. it's not even going to be a contest for them to be in Atlanta. Well, you know what, Coach? I'm not sure Missouri might not slip it there. Yeah, I mean, have you seen them play? I watched yeah. a little play. Yeah, they're they're a good South team. Yeah. Yeah, their they quarterback's are. very good. Yeah, he is. And, and, you know, and I think all of us, think, we forget they play for the SEC because they far removed. We don't get much information about them down here. But you sit and watch them. They're pretty sound. And they got some good players on that football team. I mean, the point is don't go in, you know, don't go to Columbia or take them to your place and think you just go, you know, look forward to the next game and, and blow through them because uh, I don't think it's going to happen many times. So I think that I had Tennessee second all year long. Uh, they got two losses now, so I don't know. I don't know what this, uh, you know, I don't know how that's going to affect the psyche, uh, you know, playing against Georgia. Because uh, that's not this week, but that's in two weeks, th- three weeks, I believe. But the fact is, is uh, the team that surprises me is Florida. How did how did Tennessee, if they'd have played like they did against Alabama, how'd they lose to Florida? Uh, I just don't think Florida's there yet. I think they've still got a long way to go. Yeah. But they, you know, they sit there with the with four, five and two, uh, so yeah, they lost to Utah in the opening game. And it, it, uh, what they I forget now, they got two losses, I believe. But I don't think they can beat Florida. Uh, I mean Georgia. I think I think Georgia will handle them. You right? They're so far ahead uh, on, on everything. And so I don't know. They lose this big tight end. Uh, they just put that big double zero in there. That big six seven kid. Uh, they may not throw to it very much, but they'll use him as a blocker. And they'll run the football probably coming up, particularly against Florida's defense. Also, uh, Max, you know, Tennessee, they've made a lot of progress uh, since Chapel's uh, been there. But here's going to be the tale this weekend. Uh, they come off a humongous game. They put so much into it. Yep. Play great the first half. Uh, get beat pretty bad the second half. Can you get up? At Kentucky, they're going to Kentucky this weekend. Uh, Tennessee is a three-point favorite. I think it's a night game at Kentucky. Right. He's very solid. If you want to get to the next level in football, these are games. If you're Tennessee, you got to go win. How hard is it going yep. to be for this coaching staff to have this team up ready to play Kentucky after a disappointing Alabama loss? I think what they do, they single out the weaknesses on Kentucky. You attack that. But right now, as I recall, I've seen Kentucky just a little, a couple of times this year. I think their secondary is, is not, you know, not overwhelming. Uh, they love to throw it. I'd run four wides down there and just test that, test those two corners every snap for a while. The first, particularly, they'll be part of the ball game. 
just to see what they could do. Because you're right, Tennessee, if they, you know, if they go stay anywhere in contention, uh, which they can't, you know, they, they, they don't want to go into a bowl game, but they, they only get to Atlanta, uh, you know, down to play. Because Georgia's going to end up doing that on the East. So, I, you know, to, to salvage their pub, to end up with a 93 probably, uh, they need to win this ball game this week. So if I'm getting them ready, I go, I'll, I'll break that tape down, and I look where the three or four weaknesses, the kids that start, are the weakest on their defense, and I attack them every play to start with. Yeah, uh, the biggest, biggest, biggest job you got there is getting them ready mentally. Uh, can they yeah. come, can they come ready to play? Because uh, that's hard after uh, yeah. you know, what happened on Saturday. But see, you, you know, the middle aspect of Play too much in, the, in a passing game. I mean, it, you got to sprint. You know, you got to run your routes and all. But it's not look. It's basically, it's very little contact. Uh, the middle parts will come on the defensive side. Is Kentucky just going to line up and run straight at them like they have before uh, this year? So, uh, middle certainly middle's an important part, but not nearly as much guys in a passing game as is a run offense. Because you don't have to knock them off the ball. You know, you step back. You know. Take a letter run and just push it by. It, 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 uh, uh, Joe Belt is a pretty good quarterback. I mean, that kid could run too. Uh, we saw that the other night. So uh, I, I like Tennessee in that ball game. A uh, three point that's that's close to a pick em. Are they playing at Kentucky? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. See, that's a, that's close to a pick em, a pick up score at three. You know, with the home team against you know against the home team. So. Uh, I like Tennessee in that one. I think they'll, I think they'll probably score 20, 25, 30 points, maybe. Yeah. That. Uh, the thing is, the thing is, uh, like, in, for example, uh, Texas and Oklahoma, uh, they're going to play again. Yeah. Uh, I keep hearing on, I keep hearing that the, the, the winner of that game gets the opportunity to go to the final four rather than the first game. I, I, I do they look at the score of that game? Because that'd be a, what do they do on those, those games? Uh, Washington and Oregon is another deal. Do they look at yeah. well? We beat y'all two touchdowns. You beat us one. What? Where is? Where? Where yeah. are they? That with that? I think. I think that's part of it. And I think also they look at two each. Each one of those, they go back to street the schedule too, coach, to see and get ready for that. Who did play the week before and how that game come out? I think a lot of that has to go into it, and a lot of that we don't ever hear about. That's those thirteen people sitting in that room locked up, you know, for a week or two trying to figure that out. Uh, but it, it, we'll never really know unless somebody on the inside, you know, goes to the media with it. Uh, but uh, when you get them down like that, I've read the same thing. Um, I, you know, Texas, I had seen Te- I've seen Texas two other times, not full games before. Texas not played any anybody as hard as they played Alabama uh, for some reason. I, you know, I guess it was Sarkeesian just because that's where he'd been, wanted to make a point. They're coming into the SEC next year, all those things. So uh, Oklahoma's probably a better football team overall from top to bottom. But, you know, when you line them up against each other at today with those kids like they are, the middle attitude is a challenge for you. Uh, I think the biggest game of the weekend uh, to me coming up, uh, Max, I know Dad will like this game as well, Oregon at Utah. <laughs> wow. Uh, Utah, uh, really good. Uh, knocks off USC. Yep. Oregon, really, honestly, I'm not sure they're not better in Washington as well as they played them at Washington. I think some coaching decisions going yep. forward on fourth down there cost those guys. Uh, Fox game 230. 
Uh, Oregon is a six and a half point favorite there, boy. I'll tell you to win at Utah. You really got to do something. How do you see this game going? Well, I, I think they'll win because they throw the ball better. Okay. Did you tell you? Utah, really, guys, Utah to be at the SEC. I mean, they play SEC kind of football. But uh, I do think Oregon, I think Bo Dix has found himself up there. They put the system around him, and he's done a very good job for them. And I think they win the game mainly through the air. I don't know if they line up, run straight at them and, and beat them. But I think they're going to throw it 30, 40 times probably in that ball game. And, they, and they'll get Dix out on the corner, you know, because he's, he's, a, he's a pretty good scrambler. Uh, I guarantee you, uh, Hugh Freeze wish he had it back at Auburn. Yeah, no doubt. No. <laughs> uh, I don't really have it. Nationally, is anybody that, uh, you know, when North Carolina gets beat by Virginia, they're out. Uh, yeah. Washington State gets beat right. by Ohio State, they're out. Right. Uh, Florida State has to wiggle to, to make it, though. Uh, the, the guy at Duke does a terrific job, and he... His quarterback was banged up. He's wanting to go back in and have a chance in a winning in a winning atmosphere, and he wouldn't let him. Right? Yeah, he wouldn't well, let him go back in. Now he's he's got a he's a tough and doesn't act tough, but is he's very very good. And, and that, that's that's a game Duke could have won. He and, could have. And um, Clemson is, of course lost three two or three games now, so they're out. Yeah. What you know? Do you you know? Debo has stepped out verbally and said, "Hey, I don't I don't go to the." transfer portal, you know, I'm, I'm bringing these kids in out of high school, we're going to train I, I, guess he's been, I guess he's been there long enough and been successful enough up to now, if he has a couple of seasons of two or three losses, you know, they aren't going to get on him too bad. Now, yeah. You know, they got his salary up there with Coach, right, Coach, right next to Coach Savage. Yeah. I mean, he's up limb plus a year now. And uh, that's something that nobody else at Clemson has ever done. I think what Coach Howard Danny, Danny Ford did <laughs> Well, we beat them when I was at Florida State. We, we beat them twenty three, twenty one. Yeah, Danny Ford. Danny Ford's on our show a lot. He 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 did a good job there, won the championship. Yeah, when he did, I think yeah. But it, it was a different game. That was a different game. Then, sure, than it is now. You know, yeah. and the fans that were different. I think. Uh, let's put it this way: the expectations were different. You know, it, it, that both set that bar pretty high for you know four or five years uh, to, to dominate that thing. So I, you know, I just sometimes fans, you have to, you know, you respect, you have to respect them sometimes, even though they get off on a tangent. But um, the, the way they kill you, if they quit coming to the ball game, <laughs> that's what that's where you'll go quicker than anything else. So uh, I don't know. I, 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 he's a he's a unique individual in himself in his philosophy, but he's been very successful of it. You know, I, I, and I do think his his recruiting is falling off, and I think it's part. Part of it is because most people are going to the portal that he's got. Uh, lastly, uh, Max Lane Kiffin's putting together another good year there. We'll see if he can yeah. uh, finish down the stretch. He's got a winnable game, obviously, this weekend, Vanderbilt. Then he's got Texas A&M and Georgia. Uh, if he can get right. one of those two games, uh, he's looking at, um, of course, getting by Georgia be difficult. Ooh. But he's talking about a nine, he's looking at a nine or ten win season I, here. Uh, I, Nine sure. and three, I think. I think nine and three probably what yeah. he is. Yeah. Uh, what what scares me is Dart. You know, Dart. You watch him. He, he halfway hurt. He still won't run the ball. Yeah. And uh, and, and there are the guys of are experienced guys, but there's a reason Dart's still the starting quarterback is because he knows the offense better. Evidently, he got he would he, he wanted the dressing room on top of that, so the kids wanted to play. He'd be the quarterback for him. 
But I do. I think they they probably be done at three this year. Uh, they do. They won eight last year, but they won that five. You know, first uh, first eight in a row last year. Did they lost four? Uh, no, they lost five toward the end of the season. In the last season, I don't think that's going to happen. But they are going. I probably lose two back to back. And uh, we'll see. I mean, look, he got it. He got a million dollar raise out of that last year, so he's up to about nine and a half. So, and I don't think Ole Miss has got much money to go any higher than that. So, uh, you know, we'll see. He's done a good job recruiting. I know that. Well, Max, we appreciate you every Monday. Uh, things are heating up. Alabama finally eked up to number nine. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, Dan Enos, he done a lot of moving around, hadn't he? he got they got his <laughs> he got his walking papers again. Walking papers. So. Where's Dan? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. yeah, he's gonna probably go back to a position coach somewhere. Yeah, I, no doubt. I, yeah. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank Always you. my pleasure. Thank you, Max. Yes, thank you, Max. Yeah. All Thanks right. Uh, we want to thank Max Howell. We also want to thank Alabama One. Go to www.alabamaone.org for all their different products and services. Uh, you're looking for the car loan, the credit card, uh, the mortgage. These guys will take great care of you. Uh, they'll sit down with you. They'll find the best deal possible for you. Swing by one of the local branches. They're uh, sprinkled throughout the state, obviously right here in Tuscaloosa. They are all over this community. Go to www.alabama1.org. This is Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join us on Tuesdays. DC, DC Capstone Report joins us to talk good, bad, and ugly. We'll get his turning point in the game, his key takeaways. We have those conversations and more right here on the Martin Houston Show, powered by Max Sports on Tide 100.9 and 12:30 a.m. WTBC. Catch the Martin Houston Show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather stays dry this week. The sky partly to mostly sunny today, the high 79. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 57. And for tomorrow and Wednesday, lots of sunshine both days. Afternoon highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Welcome back to Inside Locker Room. I think Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. Uh, Ricky uh, emails in, Dad, and talks about, um, and I'm sure he's right, I have not fact-checked him on this, but he says that Alabama only had one penalty against uh, Tennessee. I knew it wasn't many, um, so give them credit there uh, for playing you know, uh, lots of credit. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously he's talking about Kevin Steele's defense. I think when you have a great defense like, uh, Alabama has, then, you know, it, you, you don't want to be too risky offensively. You call games a little bit different when you have a defense. Like, do, you don't yeah. have to take a lot of shots there. So let's give them credit there. Don't, shouldn't we with, uh, Ricky? Sure. Yeah. Uh, the defense, your defense can make your offense and it can keep your offense from, you know, Gambling too much, you know. It just you can gamble, I guess, a little bit. But I think it's nice. 
had done a great job defensively and and uh the penalty situation which we overlook uh i didn't realize that uh was that was big because they you know of course you're you're at home which should, should be better for you at home than it is on the road and, and it was yeah, Josh Heupel, uh, when once asked in the press conference, he just literally sat there for about 20 seconds and tapped the table. And so he, uh, I guess he's blaming the officiating for the uh, like so. loss uh, yeah. here. Uh, yeah. I don't know if officiating costs you 27 to nothing, but uh, I do know that does, there are swings yeah. in officiating. Well, he probably should have looked in the mirror to see who, who made the loss and sometimes when he, when he, <laughs> Went for it on fourth down. He should look in the mirror and find out who did it. <laughs> yeah, I think he was one that uh, probably made that call. Uh, so there you go. All right, we'll take this top of the hour break. Open up the phone lines, 205-342-9904. Get Doug Bell in at 815. Uh, we'll find out how Doug's picks went. I, I peeked at him this morning. Uh, mm, poor Doug. Give us the tide, 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a vehicle fire reported on Loop Road near Circlewood Baptist Church. You can expect significant delays there. Everything else appears to be moving well, but if you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. These are some super deals from Townsend Nissan. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 off select Nissans. Go see them. They're your friends in the car business. And I'm Captain Ray. Football. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Kevin Wyatt. Week 7 NFL action. The Eagles with a resounding 31-17 win against the Miami Dolphins. A.J. Brown, 10 catches, 137 yards and a touchdown as Philadelphia moves to a league best 6-1. The Dolphins are now 5-2. Ravens blow out the Lions 38-6, snapping Detroit's five-game winning streak. Baltimore scoring a touchdown in each of their first four possessions to put the game away early. Lamar Jackson, four touchdowns on the day, three of them coming through the air. Patriots upset the Bills 29-25. Mac Jones finding Mike Gizecki from one yard out with 15 seconds to go to seal the win. It's the 300th career win for Bill Belichick joining Don Shula and George Hallis as the only coaches in history to reach that milestone. Falcons winning on a walk-off kick by Young Way Koo, 16-13 over the Buccaneers. Steelers take advantage of Rams miscues to win 24-17 at Los Angeles. And the Chiefs outscore the Chargers 31-17. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. I want to thank Andrew Knifer, Allstate Insurance Agent. Andrew is my agent. Let him become yours. I did 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Give Andrew and his staff a call. They can run the numbers for you. Send you an email. Uh, if you need more coverage, less coverage, they'll look at your situation, make the best uh, deal possible for you guys. 205-722-9201. Tell Andrew and his staff you heard it on inside the locker room. All right, the new polls out, Georgia 
uh, still number one. Um, but I think this game this weekend, they're a 14 and a half point favorite, uh, down in Jacksonville. I still don't know why they play that game in Jacksonville, but whatever. Uh, but Brock Bowers, uh, not there. He bails them out down in, uh, in big plays. You give Florida any chance against Georgia, uh, this weekend in Jacksonville? I don't, I don't give them much. Brock Bowers is big. I, I saw, heard something on the radio the other day about they didn't, they weren't going to lose him. They miss him. They're so stupid. Uh, that, you know, he's, he's a really great player. Um, I think, I think Georgia wins it going away. Uh, you know, we talked about the final four, uh, and how difficult these things generally work themselves out. Like North Carolina, you know, lays an egg every, every week, something crazy like that happens. Michigan clearly, uh, number two at eight. No, do you see any way this situation with this guy suspended the staffer? Uh, so I guess they're looking into, is there any way they could come in and, and make them not eligible for a bowl right here in the middle of the season if something like this were true? I don't think, I don't think there is. I think it's a bunch of baloney myself. I think, uh, I think what the guy does, I do think he goes, I think, do think, think he stays on the computer in his office to try to find, to find signals. Well, that's not illegal. You can do that. Yeah, that's, what, that's the point I'm fixing to make. That's, I think that's what he does. But for one guy to go to one game by himself and see a game, I mean, somebody said he went to more. I'm not sure if he went to, no more, I'm not sure, but it, it, that, that's ridiculous. It ain't going to affect the game whatsoever, not at all. Um, but um, I think his job is to find, is to be able to give the signals and stay in the press box and, and tell the defensive people what they're going to do on offense. That's my opinion, but I don't know. Uh, Ohio State's number three, seven. Oh, they didn't look great. Uh, they're, they're a good, solid team. Florida State uh, struggled with Duke. Uh, Duke played them. Well, it looks like Florida State will probably run the table in the ACC, but you never know. But they're ranked number four. Washington, sure Washington is five. Oklahoma, whoo. Uh, they had all they wanted, then some, uh, is number six with Central Florida. Then you got the one loss teams, Texas, Oregon, Alabama, Penn State. Uh, then you also have Oregon State, Ole Miss, and Utah there. Who's the best of those one loss teams right now? You'd have to keep, Texas and Oregon probably ahead of Alabama, so I think they have that right. And Texas won the head-to-head, but Texas got their quarterback hurt uh, over the weekend. Well, Texas, Texas didn't do great against Houston. No, the game's tied, and they they keep bragging about it. now the coaches poll. The coaches poll. They don't want to. They uh, they're they're very careful uh, about what they do, uh, or they are actually voted by by the SID. Uh, he'll stop by. That's what they did for me. Hey, who who you want to pick number one and number two? To, no, I don't know. Just do it. That, that's generally a lot of the times that that happens at a lot of places, most everywhere. And so, um, but they they didn't need a team. Of course, Oklahoma got killed. Texas, Texas could have. It was it was tied with a few minutes to go. So, um, you know, we're we're going to have, as I've said, a a, a big stink. Uh, now we're going to have Oklahoma and Texas out. Uh, if if uh, Oklahoma wins. I don't think I don't know if they will or not. They win, and of course Texas is out. If Texas and Oklahoma win, then you'll have a big fuss about it. And then if Oregon beats Washington, you're gonna have a big stink about it. And they're, they're gonna compare scores. I think it was a good question to ask Max. I knew Max didn't didn't know, but something to talk about. But uh, I think it's a it's a it's a real mess. So we'll see. All right. Uh, 
you know, Alabama has this week. I think they needed a week to catch their breath, get some yeah. of the injured guys hurt. Maybe some of the young guys that uh, hadn't gotten to play as much, they can kind of catch them up this week. They can take more time yeah. with those guys. The guys that have played a ton, they need more rest and reps, right? But it is a, this is a week to get the Justice Haynes. Oh, it sure is. Those type of guys ready uh, for this home stretch, these young guys that uh, the coach – if you don't know what to do, coach won't play you. Uh, they can catch these guys up here in the next two weeks. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's big. It's, it's to get the rest is huge. Uh, before we get to before we get to Doug, um, do we have the three three games the, the, the tied tonight? The, the final game in baseball. Uh, yes. Well, the uh, both both, both of them. Uh, the Phillies. Yeah, I know the Phillies don't, but the, the other, in the other game, yes, the Astros. Game seven tonight, yes. Yeah, so that that's who goes to the series? Yeah, the winner of the Astros and the Rangers. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I saw the fight the other day. I watched baseball, switched over and watched, not switched over, I watched baseball. And and uh, the, the Astros uh, guy started the fight, and uh, he, he was hit, but it wasn't intentional, I don't think. He went after the catcher to start with. And they had it, and they kicked, uh, what's his name out? Well, the guy for the Rangers hits the home run, and he take, he's walking down first base on the home run watching, he spikes the bat. And so the next time he came up, they, they hit him right in the rib cage. Uh, okay. I kind of liked it. They, they drilled him. Yeah, I didn't think, I didn't think it was intentional, but I guess you think it was. Uh, so. so anyway, they suspended the pitcher, but they appealed it, uh, and so I guess if you appeal, and then um, they have to wait. So he was actually eligible to pitch last night, and his name's uh, escaping me. But today, um, if you want to watch baseball, then so at uh, 4 o'clock uh, will be the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. Uh, I'll tell you, it's a big game. And I, I, I'm, I'm not the – what time does Houston play? They'll play tonight at 7 o'clock. I, I've never really been a big Houston fan, but for some reason, for some reason there's a game, I, I, the way Houston – Gets after their, I mean, cares about each other. I, I'm kind of like in Houston. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a American League fan to start with, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, no doubt. Well, it should be interesting. The game sevens uh, are fun in any sport. So tonight you get a game seven. The weird thing about uh, this series is the road teams won every game, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so when Houston went to. Uh, the Rangers, it was 0-2. They won three games there, came back 3-2. You thought they'd clinch it out last night. You got Scherzer uh, going tonight against Javier uh, in the series there. And then the Diamond, the Phillies, they seem to have the best home field. They game. do. They've got the best, yeah. I, I, the Astros, I think, I think George Bush and them were the ones that have put a lot of money into the Astros. I believe I'm right. If, if I'm wrong on that, somebody call and correct me. But uh, I think Bush was there and is putting, I mean, not – he, he was president. He was just okay, but uh, I, I didn't know if that was the case or not. So anyway, but if you like baseball, and I, I do. I, I don't watch it like I used to, but uh, I try to keep up with it best I can. So it should be two good games. But the, the final game tonight will be to who moves on. It'll be a mess. So you got uh, Monday Night Football, the 49ers yeah. Yeah. take on the Vikings. Uh, the 49ers, as good as everybody says, they, I saw them one time, they were good. I think yeah. it's 49ers. Yeah, they got some guys out tonight. So, uh, oh, they do? Okay. See. All right, we'll go ahead and take this uh, top of the hour break. Uh, not top of the hour break, the mid-break here. 
uh, and get Doug Bell in. We'll look at Doug's picks as well, see how Doug did. And Doug's so confident uh, when he does his picks, and then they just kind of fizzle out. He did hit one win, though. He did take, uh, I think he took Alabama uh, to cover that, and he did win that one. All right, you're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. This season of Alabama football brought to you by Pearl River Resort, Choctaw, Mississippi. Your destination for casino thrills, family fun, and live entertainment. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider for Alabama athletics. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama won on the third Saturday in October, 34-20 over Tennessee. Head coach Nick Saban met with the media after the win. Obviously a pretty fun second half. Uh, Really proud of our players. Uh, When I walked in at halftime after they scored right before the half, I said everybody here has got a choice, a choice to make. Um, What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to do? Um, Everybody's got to choose what they want. And we went out and scored in two plays on the second, in the second half in the first drive on offense and changed the momentum of the game and, you know, played really well from that time on. And, you know, Tennessee's got a really good team and, you know, I'm really proud of our players for the way they competed in the game and came back and the way they took care of business in the second half. But, um, you know, we got a bye week coming up, so probably need to get a little rest for some of our guys and, but, you know, we got more business to take care of in the future. But uh, for right now, everybody should enjoy this. I'll have more in a moment. You hear a lot today about the Bama factor. Well, what exactly is it? It's a saying that Coach Saban uses constantly. It's actually what the program is built on. Commitment, discipline, effort, toughness, and pride. Well, at Dex Imaging, we believe in these same principles. To be the very best we can be, day in and day out. So for all of your business office solutions, put Dex Imaging to work for you. Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider of Alabama Athletics. Join us tonight for Crimson Tide Rewind, live from Baumhauer's Victory Grill in Vestavia Hills at 6 p.m. as we talk about the win against Tennessee and discuss what's next for the Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Dex Imaging. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather stays dry this week. The sky partly to mostly sunny today, the high 79. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 57. And for tomorrow and Wednesday, lots of sunshine both days. Afternoon highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want to. I get to the Yellowwood Hotline. He's with PGA Tour Radio, PGA Tour Live. CBS Sports joins us every uh, Monday, picks his three games. We'll look at that as well. Doug Bell. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Morning, Barry. Hey, Coach. Yeah, um, big big football weekend, but also big golf weekend. Colin Morikawa yeah. wins injured the Zozo Championship. Yeah, that was a big deal. Um, golf kind of takes a back seat this time of year, but that was a big win for a guy who has not won now. That was his first win in about a year and a half. 
So that was big for Colin Morikawa. Right up. Yeah, I, I mentioned that, and I thought Robbie Shelton, who won, uh, he tied for seventh, I believe it was, um, you know, really played well, made some money, uh, moved up a little bit. So um, that 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 deal over there is a is a big deal with, with Japan, isn't it? Oh, it is. I mean, obviously Hideki Matsuyama plays, and and uh, Sadoshi Kadaira, another guy who's won in the PGA Tour. It is their big. PGA Tour event in Japan, and a lot of the bigger name players in the PGA Tour play, uh, and it's really the last time they will play the big names, quote unquote, uh, until 2024. And and here's the deal, guys. Listen, the top 50 right now. These events, there's four events left. Actually, three now after this. They're off this week. The PGA Tour. They play in Mexico, and then they go to Bermuda. And then they end it with Davis Love's tournament over at Sea Isle and the RSM. And, and here's the deal now. The, the fall, even though it's not getting a lot of publicity, these guys are still getting FedEx Cup points for this remaining se- of the season. And, for example, Lee Hodges, University of Alabama guy, is number 40. Yeah. So he's pretty much secure. Top 50, you get in every event next year, all the signature events. I mean, these are the big money. There's eight tournaments. Huge money, limited fields. Davis Riley is 62, trying to get in the top 50. In fact, the top 60, you get in two of the signature events. The one in Pebble. Davis Riley is not going to get in. Uh, Well, I mean, JT is 72, but I got to check because I think, I think in those signature events they do have sponsor exemptions, and he'll get in all those because that Robbie Shelton is 80. And so Robbie's going to get his PGA Tour card, but he wants to try to climb in that top 60, and he still has three events to go. Now, Pat Kazire, Tuscaloosa kid who played yeah. Auburn, he's out. He's won, he's won 30. So he's, yeah. he's, he's playing just to get a card next year. And Trey Monax is 135. Ooh. And so Trey is trying. Listen, you got to get in that top 125. If you're not, then you will be struggling. You won't have a card. And so the only way you can get in events next year is if you get a sponsor's exemption. So Trey's really got to play well here. He'll have three tournaments left, and he's got to he's got to make a move. And that'll that'll require a guy like Trey Mullinax to finish top thirty, maybe top twenty five, at least two of those last three tournaments mm-hmm. to, to climb in that top one twenty five. That's big. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, with the big announcement, uh, that, uh, the LIV and I don't know if it was merge. I don't even know the correct word, uh, several, several months ago. Then it's kind of just gone dead. Uh, when is something <laughs> supposed to be announced on this? Will there be anything announced? Uh, wh- where does this stand, Doug? Well, Billy, what, what was interesting in Miami at Doral this past weekend was the last live event of the season. And it was the end, it was their team competition. You know, that, that's their big deal. Uh, they have all these four-man teams, and you, you played for an enormous amount of money. Nobody knew uh, it. Nobody knew it. Uh, now, Kepka's team got eliminated, but they also they did an interview with Kepka, who admitted that he had signed. The reason he went, you know, he signed a $100 million contract mm. to play on live for, for three years, which, I mean, think about that, guys. But they interviewed Greg Norman, who said, listen, live is not going anywhere. I know the stories came out that I was going to get fired. That's not the case. Liv is going to get bigger and stronger. Phil Mickelson came out and insinuated that John Rahm 
will be on live in the very near future. And that, that raised a lot of, uh, eyebrows and, te- you know, antennas went up. Uh, at the same time, another story came out, Barry and coach that said the PGA tour, the only reason the PGA tour came out with the height, hey, we're going to come into an agreement with live. They, they had no intention, according to this story of coming into an agreement with live. They just wanted to, to kind of settle things down and, and negotiate with live an ongoing negotiation with no end in sight. So I, yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's the truth. A uh, hundred million. I think, I think Barry would have gone for a hundred million. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about that. I, I mean, mean, I mean it, anybody would have gone for a hundred, <laughs> except for maybe Tiger. Uh, they offered him a billion, didn't they? Doug? That was yeah. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. A billion dollars. But, but Kepka also admitted, uh, they gave his brother Chase a contract, um, oh, which was six, yeah, like six million dollars. Oh, I, I thought he was about to be kicked out. Yeah. He was. He, he um, at the end of this season, he did not make the cut. You know, 48 players play, and you have to make the top. Only the top 40 now will continue next year until they add eight new players. Well, he can caddy. Yeah, yeah he can caddy. He's Kepka, $100 million, three years. Three years is over. You just go back to the PGA Tour, right? Well, that, he could, yeah. So that's that. we're not quite sure how that will play out. What's uh, Dustin Johnson getting? Well, he actually got more than Brooks Kepka. You know, he reportedly got somewhere in the 125 to 150 range. Phil Mickelson, you know, got that 225. million? Phil Mickelson got what? No, Bill. No, no, Phil, Phil Mickelson. What did he get? Somewhere, somewhere in the neighborhood of 225 to 250,000 or 250 million. Phil Mickelson? Do, uh, 250 million. He's already, he's already, he's already bet that away. <laughs> Well, now you know. Now you know why you guys. <laughs> I tell you what, Barry's liking that league a little bit better, and he's heard this. Oh God! <laughs> well, I mean, it it is a crazy amount of money, and and obviously these negotiations are just ongoing. And here's the sticking point: they live once the PGA Tour is negotiating, but they want to control everything. Listen, we'll be glad to let you in in some capacity. We'll negotiate all these things, but we still control everything. And that's where the sticking point is. Liv is like, now wait a minute. If we're going to join an agreement, it's got to be an agreement. Are they gonna, we do get, they get paid by the month? How do they get paid? <laughs> I don't know, coach. I, I would think, um, that was probably upfront money. Upfront? Yeah, I would think so. If we spread that out because we don't want, we don't kill those escrow kid even taxes. Well, and on top of that, um, listen, those guys, aside from major championships, um, there was only, what, 14 tournaments? So these get, these guys did not play a lot of golf. 225 million? Yeah. That's over a period of three years. And that's, that's what Phil Mickelson was always, his point of view was, we need to get paid what other professional athletes are getting paid in other sports. And he was comparing himself to NFL quarterbacks or NBA players, well, and it's a different. That don't make it. It's not, it's not as much as Taylor Swift. No, no, she's doing a little bit better than all those athletes. That's she's doing better than Travis Kelsey, but together they're a pretty good, pretty good couple. I think. Yeah. <laughs> he just bought a six million dollar house. <laughs> she's moving in. She was, 
She was at the game yesterday. Yeah, I saw her yeah, in the box. Yeah, he, he's going to get tired of that. Yeah, he is going to get tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> media following you around everywhere. But he's getting, a, man, he's getting a lot of advertising over it. Yeah. You noticed? Yeah, yeah. Well, his, their podcast is actually, I see some of the highlights. That's actually pretty good. He and his brother. Um, they, right. built, they got a podcast? Oh, yeah. It's probably the biggest podcast going right yeah. now. Yeah. No, it's entertaining. They're, yeah. they're is he on it? No, not Taylor. Uh, his her his brother's wife's on there with him sometimes. She's funny. Right. Uh, yeah. All right, um, Doug. Let's go to your picks. Um, yeah, you, you were nine, thirteen, and two uh, going into yeah. the week. Wyatt, are you ready? Uh, so we got Wyatt back there. So <laughs> Alabama, that line wiggled around at nine. We we gave you eight and a half, uh, and you said take Alabama. Uh, is that right? Eight and a half, and Alabama did yeah. cover, so that would be a W for Doug. Uh, uh, love the sound of that. Yeah, uh, you don't hear it much. Uh, you said, I don't even know why you bet this game. I didn't even know they were playing. I had to go this morning and look for the score. <laughs> Illinois, you said take <laughs> Illinois plus the two and a half. They uh, won. Dad, they, Wisconsin won 25 21. Add two and a half to 21. Oh, they did. Oh, that's a loss. Uh, oh, so that one. oh, crap. Uh, uh, Illinois is playing a little better. Yeah, uh, I got State, beat too, though. Penn State, uh, you said take Penn State in the four and a half. Uh, the score was 20 to 12, so you had four and a half to that. No, that's a loss. Uh, yeah. All right, so, uh, that runs that record, Doug, to 10, 15, and 2. All right. He gained, he gained, he gained one, didn't he? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> oh, he lost one. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he was 1 and 2. One and two. Doug. I'm five and three, Doug, and I'm, Doug, I'm embarrassed. Nothing happened in these games. One play could have flipped it either way. Usually, that's oh. what we always say. Uh, oh, I mean, Penn State guys was six and zero against the spread coming into this game, and you know, reportedly best team James Franklin's ever had, and obviously, offensively, they struggled. So that that was kind of one of those head scratching games, right? And then Wisconsin. Hey, listen, Wisconsin scored with 30 seconds to go, or that would have been a winner for me. So that was kind of a that was a heartbreak hotel situation for me in that one. You know, in mine, I, I found out, somebody texted me that Malzahn was 7-0 uh, winning uh, after the, after a bye week or something, after a loss or something. And I, and I, took, well, I took Oklahoma at home, and they got clobbered. Not clobbered, they won by two. But yeah, and, and the two point conversion that Central Florida tried a halfback yeah. halfback pass, which was kind of yeah, crazy. Terrible. Now, obviously, well, you know, they started off great. They scored a touchdown, had two field goals missed. Start with they seemed to go up, you know, like thirteen to nothing, and end up seven to nothing. So they got. Uh, no, uh, Central Florida played good. Yeah, yeah, I tried to tell him, Doug. I, yeah, he, he tried to tell I tried me. To tell him. He, he went again. Now, you taught him something. He went with a big number. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Was, I don't usually do that. And the line was 17 and a half by the time they kicked it off. When I saw that, I said, oh, he's in trouble. Doug, I got one now, and, and I can't do it till Thursday, and I know the line's going to go up. What is that? So I can't, I can't give it. Yeah, I told him, Doug. I told him to take Missouri. I begged him to take Missouri, and he didn't. Wow, no, Missouri's pretty good. Yeah, Missouri's uh, pretty good. He was exactly right. I won't. I won't argue with that a bit. I, 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 I would totally agree. I should take Missouri. Mm. And let me let me tell you this, guys. Uh, best teams against the spread. You know, I gave that to you last week. Right yeah. now, you got UNLV six and one Rutgers. 
Six one and one. Penn State, we told you first loss, they're six and one now. Arizona and Oklahoma. Uh, that that game against Central Florida was their and first that, loss against the spread. And so, that unbelievable the first loss uh, against the spread, and I picked it. Yeah, and Alabama five three, uh, LSU five and three, Auburn two and five against the spread. Well, I ain't Georgia, that bad then five and three. Georgia one five and one. Ooh. You're betting on Georgia and Illinois. Oh my gosh, one and seven now against the spread. After those losses, you can't tell about Illinois. You can't tell about Illinois at all. No. Oh, they they, they had opportunities to win that game and cover the spread easily. All but, right, Doug, where are you going? Yeah, uh, I'm going against my my theory here the last few weeks about the lower point spreads, but oh, but that's only up. because that guy you called in Vegas. Don't call him again. Only yeah. because <laughs> Georgia, Georgia. Florida in Jacksonville. Florida is getting 14 and a half points, guys. Now, we told you Georgia won 5 and 1 against the spread. Brock Bowers is not going to play. He's out. Georgia hasn't really, listen, they're undefeated. Give them credit. Uh, but, but they haven't really looked like the old Georgia. Florida, since that embarrassing loss to Kentucky, they've beaten Vanderbilt. They came back that exciting finish against South Carolina. Their quarterback, Graham Mertz, Guys, he's he's has the highest completion percentage in the Southeastern Conference, close to seventy five percent. He's really, really turned into a really good quarterback. I like Florida getting fourteen and a half. I think they're gonna keep it close. Georgia very well may be undefeated and go to eight and oh, but I think Florida getting fourteen and a half is a pretty safe bet down in Jacksonville. Okay, so all right, why take Florida or no whoever's marking it down. Take Florida plus the fourteen and a half. Uh and you got it. Uh, all right, uh, next pick. All right, I like this one a lot, guys. I mean, I feel really good about this. Ohio State mm-hmm. at Wisconsin. Now, keep in mind, the last 10 times Wisconsin has played Ohio State, the Badgers, no wins, nine losses, uh, one tie. Uh, last year, they lost 52-20 to to Ohio State. And you know the Ohio State defense has not given up more than 17 points in any game this season. I mean, Ohio State's defense is really good, and the offense now starting to crank. They're getting healthy guys back. Mm-hmm. I know this is a night game at Camp Randall, mm-hmm. but I think Ohio State continues to, mm-hmm. to steamroll mm-hmm. the Badgers mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. What, what's the line on that, man? 14 and a half. Four, yep. The Badgers get 14 and a half at home? Yes. But he's taking Ohio State. I know it's so no. But, but the Badgers get 14 and a half against Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. All right, Noah, take Ohio State. Don't you take it, but write it down. Ohio State. <laughs> no, don't take four, it. 14 and a half. Uh, Noah wanted to know why you didn't win this weekend, Dick. He said, well, he, he picked Oklahoma. I had to explain you have to add the 19 points to the other two scores. <laughs> so he didn't, yeah. he didn't quite understand just a, that. Just a little, a little thing called, yeah, yeah the spread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just that. Picking the winners now is easy. All right. Uh, yeah. Lastly, uh, where are you going? All right. Now, this is bounce back Saturday for the USC Trojans. Now, they've lost two in a row. Uh, d- defensively, they they aren't a great team, and that won't change. At the same time, Caleb Williams, the quarterback, all these stories, should he shut it down? The fact that there's they're not playing for anything now, which I think is a ridiculous story. Mm-hmm. But USC, USC 10-point favorite against Cal. 
Cal, the Golden Bears are going to 59 against Washington. They're going to 52 against Oregon State. They've given up 34 against Utah. I think USC, this is one of those games that USC will score as much as they want. And they'll be excited to play? I think so. I think they'll come back, and I think it'll be one of these 52 to 30 games, something crazy like that. And I think USC, in kind of an offensive back and forth, in the end they'll win by at least three touchdowns, USC. All right, so take USC. What did you say? I see 11. Is that what you got? I had 10, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, USC uh, minus 11 um, versus Cal. You might win that one. Uh, the other two, I'm not sure. All right, uh, Doug, tell everybody about MD Wellness and Aesthetics. You guys are unbelievable. I'm looking for a little more positivity. But anyway, uh, MD Wellness and Aesthetics, 650 Inverness Corners, uh, 205-582-9216. Susan Brignett is the owner. Uh, she'll meet you with a smile. She'll answer the telephone. Dr. Dawn Mancuso is in today. It's a free consultation. And guys, whatever, and I say guys or gals, Whatever it might be, whether it's weight loss, whether it's skin care, um, maybe for the men, you're looking to maybe uh, add a little hair on top. They do it all there. They got the laser treatments. So so give Susan a call. Sit down with her and Dr. Mancuso and tell her exactly what you want to get done, and they will come up with a plan. Again, MD Wellness and Aesthetics, 205-582-9216. And you can also go to mdwellnessandaesthetics.com. All right, uh, Doug, we appreciate you. We'll see how you did next week. Look forward to talking to you. Talk to you next week. All right. uh, Hit him straight, guys. Bye-bye. All right, Dad. uh, After this segment, guys, I'm going to duck out. i got to go down to the media days for uh, City School Basketball this 9 o'clock, so I'll get out. But, Dad, I'm about um, Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys and attorneys that know the law, know the changes in the law, and are people that can really help you. If you have uh, a problem, uh, you're torn up, hit, uh, whatever it might be, in a situation that uh, you feel like grants some some refund and you need to call them at 345-1234. Prince Glover and Hayes will do a great job for you, and uh, hopefully that won't happen to you. But if it does, just be darn sure that uh, you've got good representation, and Prince Glover and Hayes is that representation. Also, before we get out, yeah. uh, we can play a disclaimer after this, but we want to thank Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. You can find the new inventory, the used inventory right there on the website. Also, remember, the month of October, buy three tires, get one for a dollar. Also, can schedule that service. Everybody's busy, so you want to get in and get out. They'll take great, great care of you out at Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. Maybe you guys could send uh, Desimo's Nick Saban clips, play some Nick Saban clips when we get back uh, from break. I'm going to head out to Media Days. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a vehicle fire reported on Loop Road near Circlewood Baptist Church. You can expect significant delays there. Everything else appears to be moving well, but if you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. These are some super deals from Townsend Nissan. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 off select Nissans. Go see them. They're your friends in the car business. And I'm Captain Ray. What's for dinner? Burger. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today.
right, we're back for this last uh, few minutes. Uh, I'm going to go uh, go with some Nick Saban stuff. If you want to call and talk, I'll I tell you what I've got. I've got some questions about who the Final Four is going to be in football. Um, uh, some thoughts about that. And then over the weekend, I did. Uh, I worked on the the um, the five teams that each team plays in basketball. Each team in basketball in the 14-game schedule plays five teams twice. And that's 10 of the 18 games. And uh, they've got a new assistant commissioner down there. This has already been said who's involved with that. And um, scheduling is is a big deal. It's really a big deal in basketball. It's a big deal in football and basketball. So if I have time, I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I also wanted you to think for the future. When when the SEC goes to 16 teams, I want you to tell me what kind of basketball schedule they should have. Now think it through. That means that that means that you got the, the, your team, and you got to decide what the other 15 teams do. Do you want? Do you want, this is going to be something when I'm by myself or whatever. Do you want to stay in divisions and put Oklahoma in one division and Texas in the other? Or do you, in, in basketball I'm talking about. Or that's the way you got in football. No, I mean, that's not, that's not the way you have it in football. Or do you want one division the way it is in football and have all 15, uh, all 16 teams and try to make a basketball schedule that's fair? So those are some booger bear questions um, that we'll talk about. Um, we'll, we'll play the, the press conference, and if we have any time, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll go further with the other stuff. Okay? You got it? Sure thing. Okay. Obviously a pretty fun second half. Um, really proud of our players. Uh, when I walked in at halftime after they scored right before the half, I said, everybody here has got a choice. You got a choice to make. Um, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to do? Um, everybody's got to choose what they want. And we went out and scored in two plays on the second in the second half in the first drive on offense and changed the momentum of the game and you know played really well from that time on. And you know Tennessee's got a really good team and you know I'm really proud of our players for the way they competed in the game and came back and the way they took care of business in the second half. But um, you know we got a bye week coming up, so probably need to get a little rest for some of our guys and. Um, but, you know, we got more business to take care of in the future. But uh, for right now, everybody should enjoy this. It's a, it's a great win for us. We had a great atmosphere in the stadium. Our fans were fantastic. They had a huge impact on the game in terms of the penalties at the end of the game and not allowing them to score. Um, 
So I just can't tell you how pleased and proud I am with everybody in the organization uh, who puts a lot into it uh, so that we can, you know, have games like this, have atmospheres like this, uh, and have the opportunity to compete like this for our players. So uh, really, really proud of our team. And it was a great team win. I mean, you know, 27 to nothing in the second half was um, pretty good offense and uh, really good defense. That fourth down stop in the, I think it was the third quarter, uh, I guess a good rushing offense. What was the key there? What were some of the, the points that you guys made to the defense? Are you talking about the one in the second half? Yeah. Yeah, well, we, we had a, uh, you know, they like to get in bunch. So, you know, we had a kind of a check defense to go to, to get in like a gap eight with two double edges and four spoke secondary to try to roll if they brought the ball to the perimeter. So the guys up front just knocked them back. I mean, and that was a huge stop in the game. Had a two fourth down stops in the game. Were really huge. Nick, you kind of hit on it in your opening statement, but why was it important for you to run over to the fans and thank them for their performance out there today? Well, I know how much it means to, you know, our fans, uh, this game, the rivalry of this game, Tennessee. But uh, I also wanted to thank them because of, you know, what a great job they did, the impact that they had on the game, the atmosphere on the game. Uh, I think it kept the energy level up you know, for our team and kept the momentum rolling in the second half for us. So it was fantastic, and I wish I could thank each one of them personally. Charlie, you mentioned the second half of the defense. Just what was maybe the biggest adjustment, if at all, that you guys made? Yeah, well, you know, in the beginning of the game, we were trying to play odd because we were really trying to stop the run. And, um, you know, they hit the big pass. We were an odd kind of didn't play the coverage exactly right but uh for you know the first touchdown but um you know as the game went on we started playing a little more even started playing things that we you know had played in the past and i think the players did a really good job it helped us rush the passer better um so you know did a players just did a good job of adapting we got a better four-man rush out of it and played you know, more of the kind of coverages that we normally play with four-man rushing rather than eight drops. All right, that's a bit from Nick Saban here on Inside the Locker Room. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Wimp, I know Barry had to head out, but we're going to get to break here real quick. But if people have calls, they can call and talk to you, right? Yeah, I, yeah, they can. And I, I want to talk a little bit about what he said. Uh, I, I hoped I had some more time, but I don't. Go ahead. Let's, let's uh, talk about what he said when we come back from the break. Yep, sounds good, sounds good. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Things look pretty good around town as we get into our Monday morning. Now, of course, if you do see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. These are some super deals from Towns and Nissan. 2468, up to $10,000 off select Nissans. Go see them. They're your friends in the car business. And I'm Captain Ray. Coming up next on the Stingray Show. On the Monday edition of the Stingray Show, we are going to recap what happened in the Tennessee-Alabama matchup here in Tuscaloosa. Plus, we are going to venture outside of the SEC and talk about that huge matchup in the Big Ten between Ohio State and Penn State. From all of us here at the Stingray Show, hey, have a wonderful and blessed weekend, West Alabama. Catch you guys on Monday. Tune into the Stingray Show, Monday night.
from 7 to 8 p.m. Tune into the Stingray Show Monday night from 7 to 8 p.m. on Tide 100.9. Everybody. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather stays dry this week. The sky partly to mostly sunny today. The high 79. Tonight, mostly fair with the low at 57. And for tomorrow and Wednesday, lots of sunshine both days. Afternoon highs between 78 and 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanders and Brady. Down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. All right, we're back for the last uh, four or five minutes before we head out of here. Um, I want to talk just a little bit about this, where, where they kind of stand with, with uh, 14 playoffs. If you got a call, call me. Um, uh, I need, I'll need a call or two if you'll call. If you don't, I've got some stuff I can talk about. Well, we got some Nick Saban stuff we can play, but, uh. And just so they know, the number is 205-342-9904. If you haven't called in for it, that's the number. All right, we've got, uh, let's go, let's go and look and see where we are with, with football playoffs, just for the fun of it. If you go to the ACC and look at it, there's only one team left that has a shot to get to the final four. Uh, and that's Florida State. Uh, they have a chance. They had to play their fannies off the other night, but uh, they they made it. Now they're playing um, at Pitt. I think I think that's right. And they've got to play at Florida. If Florida were to beat them, um, then then that's a tough. You know, that's a rival game. Then that would probably knock them out. So that's going to be interesting there to see. I'm not sure about the Big Ten. Ohio State probably is is, is going to come from, come from there. They're going to have somebody come. So that's just safe for the sake of argument, Ohio State's coming. When you get to the Pac-12, you've got um, a decision by the, of the Oregon coach to go for it, didn't make it, cost them the game. Oregon was as good as Washington, but Washington won. They're probably going to play in a championship game. How do you handle that? Do you take Washington? Do you take Oregon? Um, anybody's anybody's gamble on that? I, Oregon is awfully good. Washington did not play as well the other night because the other day could have lost against the Arizona team. Uh, the quarterback is good. I think yeah, I, I, I blue played them once and won with it. Um, He's a he's a really good quarterback. Whether he's a high, the winner of the Heisman Trophy remains to be seen. Uh, you have the same thing with with the um, with the Big Twelve. Um, you've got Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma wins a game where where Texas was five and a half point favorite. The reason I took Oklahoma uh, against. Central Florida was that Oklahoma did such a good job against Texas' offense, and I have a lot of respect for the way Texas runs their offense. So I thought based on that and playing at home and having beaten Texas that that was going to be um, a good one. Uh, as it turned out, it was, it was not a good one, so I'm five and three. Um, but the question comes on both of these games. Uh, 
Washington and, and Oregon, Texas, and Oklahoma. If the new team beats, if, if a team wins there that did not win the previous game or the previous time, what kind of stink are we going about have about who should go if one of those two teams, if one of the, and what probably one of those two teams will go somewhere along the line, and if they drop out one of them, and they if, if the Big Twelve were to were to uh, drop out one of them or whatever, they say and say Florida State holds up. Um, and Big Ten holds up, and I would assume that we think the SEC will hold up with whoever goes to Atlanta. Um, if the LSU game is big because um, they would put a loss on Alabama if they didn't, of course, didn't win, and LSU would have beaten them, so they would have gone. To, would go to Atlanta, I guess, if if they win the rest of the games. So. That would put a Georgia or LSU or Georgia or, or Alabama as one of the teams they, they were looking at to see what should, what should happen there. Georgia will be hurt some because of their schedule. They just will. Um, and the SEC may not be quite as good. There will be seven or eight guys in there who, who don't not as favorable towards the SEC as a, lot of, as a lot of people are. So it's going to be... It's going to be darn close to see. If you have a, any question about that, be glad to when, talk to you about. It. Yeah. When who do you think's gonna? Who do you predict's gonna get left out of the playoffs? Of the well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, would, it be, would it be the winner of the SEC? That would be a question. Uh, would it, and I don't think it would. But uh, if some if Washington uh, Washington or Oregon blow each uh, one of them blows each other out and have shows good. And you turn around, Texas, Oklahoma shows good. Um, you've got Ohio State. Uh, I think a big question in the whole thing is, will Florida go through and be able to make it? Florida's, Florida, this guy does a good job with them offensively. Boy, they're hard to defend. Uh, I listen to some football. I'm on another football show. And the football guys who know more than I do really are complimentary of knowing he's very good. So they do have to play at Pitt, who can beat you if you don't play. And they do have to play at Florida, who would like to knock them out of going to a, to a Final Four. So if, I don't know if, if Florida be ready to play or not. They've got, of course, the big game against Georgia this, this week. So, so we'll just wait and see. I don't, I don't, I don't really I – don't, I, I, all I did was give you about eight teams that I think yeah. four of those eight teams will go in. If uh, who do you think is more likely at this point? If we're going to get someone from the SEC, do you think it's going to be Alabama or Georgia? What would you predict? I don't know. I I I, I don't know. I, I think it, I think a lot of it for me would be where the Brock Bowers plays if he gets well. He is such a key. He's just like the quarterback being gone. Um, Georgia. And I can't predict because I think the Florida game will have a little bit of an idea how Georgia's going to play without him. But he is a key pass catcher and a key key guy for them. And when you get that swollen ankle, that ankle's big as a barrel, it takes a long time for you to get it down. And um, whether he plays against Florida, I don't know. But if he if he's playing playing full speed, then Georgia's got the best chance. If 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 they don't go about their schedule, um, but Alabama's uh, 
Alabama coaches coaches is uh, careful about this team, done a good job of this team, uh, is worried about the outcome of the game, I can tell you that, without showing it. He's trying to show that jubilant attitude, and he talked about that um, you know, after the win. But prior to the win, uh, you know, you're sitting there, and that thing jumps up with with a touchdown, two field goals, um, and then you score a touchdown right before the half. Um, you know, you need you scored a little bit yourself, but you're in a position to where you know you, you could have trouble. So um, we'll see what happens there. How much time we got? Well, uh, well, I know we're about to wrap up here. Okay. Uh, we we didn't right. get we didn't get a call, but we got a message on the app for you, Wimp. Okay. Uh, it was it was from Philip. I think he calls in sometimes. Uh, we were talking about baseball earlier. He called about. Uh, he said uh, George W. Bush is a Rangers guy. George Prescott Bush was an Astros guy. He wanted to let you know. Good. Okay. One's one's one and one's zero. I didn't I didn't know. Thanks, Philip. Appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate it. You can always send us okay. messages on our app. But yeah, we got Tom. I got Tom Hart on tomorrow. Okay. Uh, along with Kevin Skarbinski. So Tom is. I think Tom is one of our best interviews. So we'll get him on tomorrow. Thanks. All right. You've been listening to Inside the Locker Room here on Tide 100.9. Tune in tomorrow.